Welcome to the Pelvic Pulse Podcast, where formally off-the-table topics take center stage so you can feel comfortable, confident, and free in your body. This podcast was born out of the desire to share the intimate and necessary conversations about one of the most ignored, abused, and suppressed areas of our bodies, our pelvises. Not sure where that is? Let's put a finger on it, shall we? I'm your host, Brittany Ellers, holistic pelvic physical therapist, womb worker, and educational speaker and advocate for all things pelvic health. My hope for this show is that it enlivens listeners like you to take steps towards healing your own relationship with your pelvic space holistically for fuller embodiment and a more loving human experience. So when you're ready, let's take a deep breath and dive right in. Okay. Y'all, I'm here with Dr. Gilly Salter, and I'm so happy that you are here on the Pelvic Pulse to share your incredible life story and just your magic, your medicine. And you are seriously an angel on earth. (laughs) (laughs) And it's hard to, you know, say where to begin and because we were literally just chatting in the kitchen before this recording. And I'm like, wait, we need to go hit record. <laughs> My hands are like sweating because I'm excited. <laughs> Excitement, it's nerves, it's all the feels. Yeah, it's all the feels. Um, you, yeah, do you want to start at the quote unquote beginning? Maybe let's, let's actually start with the present because mm-hmm. that's all we really have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to just share maybe what's lighting you up currently, and then we can kind of dig in. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's lighting me up right now? Um, ooh, that's a loaded question because there's so much to share, so much that can light you know, a being, I think really right now it is presence and relationships and safety and experiences that connect each other to be able to share our magic together, um, to be able to voice our magic and speak our inner wisdom and our truth and, that's what I bring in a lot in my practice, like um, having this space to cultivate where you are able to connect with your body. And when you're able to connect with your body and just be with the innate wisdom inside of you and bring that through you in relationship in friendship and, you know, in, in life and in all aspects of life. So um, yeah, I think connection Connection and truth is really lighting me up right now. I love that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so much. And I feel like it was hard to pick kind of where to go with this Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because you have firsthand experienced so much of what women these days are experiencing currently. Mm -hmm being in pain or, you know, working through their shit and their muck and trying to find what medicine is 
working for them. Mm -hmm. And I know we'll probably only get to really scratch the surface here on what that can look like and then kind of being and working through it currently and what it can look like being on some parts of the other side of things. Because <laughs> we were saying, right? Like, I mean, it's so cliche and annoying to say uh, for anyone that's like currently going through their healing process yes. that it's mm-hmm. always a journey and mm-hmm. we're constantly doing this work and mm-hmm. it can be really fucking annoying mm-hmm. and it can be really depleting even mm-hmm. to keep continuing to think that something is always there to fix. Mm-hmm or something is there that's wrong with us. And we're just trying to be ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. do you want to share a little bit about this like womb and feminine healing that you've been doing basically since birth and what you've recognized about yourself since birth up until now at 32? Yes. Yes. I would absolutely love to. Thank you. Oh, so starting in the womb from birth, um, I came out of the womb constipated, which now I look at as I was holding, I was holding energy from my mother. As we know, we're so connected to our mothers. We're so connected ancestrally, generationally. Um, what are, what are their emotions while we're in the womb? What are their what are they eating? What are they absorbing? What are they putting in their bodies? Who are they being around? Like all these things, um, you know, become who we are in, in a sense. And, um, my mom over her life had struggled with eating disorders, insomnia, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, um, bipolar, you know, she, she went through the mental health journey for sure. And to find out that she was the healthiest and happiest while I was in the womb. And then she even shared with me, like there was fear, there was fear of having a child and not being worthy as a mother, um, falling back into depression again, um, not being good enough. Um, so I was three weeks late and I came out and I was a hungry baby. (laughs) I was a fiery little Aries baby. And you know, what I'm learning now is my mom, um, she, she said that her breasts weren't enough, like her breast milk wasn't enough. And I, I was just too hungry. So she put me on formula right away, which now I am, you know, it's crazy past present. It's like how I'm working with clients. It's like, I find out this information that I learn through my life, um, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, somatically. And then how can I apply that, you know, in, in, in my work and in my life. And, um, seeing now so many clients, I have autoimmune. I'm currently healing autoimmune. So I don't even say I have it anymore. I'm working through the patterns of autoimmune. Um, so that's been a big transition which we can get into too. <laughs> so I feel like autoimmune is very somatic, very psychosomatic, very emotional. Um, but looking at autoimmune, my, um, a lot of women and, and men were fed from formula. Um, so just going back to like how important breast milk is and how it's kind of told, no, they just can have this formula, which we don't even know what's, what's in that. And, um, 
Yeah. So then right out of the womb, I was hungry. I was constipated. I wouldn't go to the bathroom. Um, my parents said I would only go to the bathroom if I was in nature, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. If I was settled and relaxed in the woods, <laughs> a little earth baby. And, um, I was constipated until I was 16. I went through bouts of phases of social anxiety where I would not go to the bathroom in school. Um, I was too nervous what other people thought. Um, but again, that like stemmed from birth. Uh, my mom was constipated as well. And uh, I realized now it's just, I was just holding, like there was holding all this emotion, all this energy, all this like physical fecal matter um, until I became 16 and it all flipped and it all just went to extreme, extreme diarrhea, which was really hard for a teenager to, it was almost like, okay, something clicked in me, which I kind of tie it to, um, I was a volleyball player, captain of the volleyball team. I had younger girls and they had this separate bathroom in school mm. that they were like, oh, we'd go to poop. And I'm like, what? Like people <laughs> poop in school? You know, you get this like, girls don't poop. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I had all this digestion stuff, but I just hide it and hide it and hide it. And I swear I started going with them and feeling comfortable, but then it turned into like extreme, extreme diarrhea um, mm. to then where I seeked, I found colon cleanses. I went, I did get an endoscopy when I was 16 and they said I had a bunch of allergies. They said I was allergic to gluten, allergic to dairy and a whole list of things. I was kind of the, yeah, the peak or I don't know if you want to ask me anything in yeah. between. There's well, just because <laughs> we had just talked about how your body will show up as a way to put boundaries on things for you if you can't even speak to them. Yes. Right. And that comes up in a lot of ways, like mm -hmm. when women have pain with sex or they have allergies with foods, like mm -hmm. they can't eat certain things or they can't because it will do other stuff to them. Right. Yep, and they yep, can't yep. handle it. Like, mm -hmm. but it gives them an out mm -hmm. when you can't actually verbally give yourself that out so yes. what would I mean if you you're seeing that like those allergies popped up like that um at that age like what do you feel like your body was protecting you against well I know we talk about you know different trauma responses and fawn response I was definitely even seeing how I I was too nervous to go to the bathroom in school um I was a people pleaser. I cared what people thought. I left myself to please others. I left myself to consider others. I didn't want to be too much. I didn't, I didn't want to speak my truth because I was scared I wouldn't be liked. Um, I always put other people's words in um, above mine. And speaking of cycles as well, like I went on birth control right away because that's what everyone was doing. Even though at the time it was interesting, my mom did not want me to go on birth control. Mm. And I was like, no, everyone's doing it. Like, I, I I, don't want cycle. You know, it was just like I did things be, to fit in almost, um, which is a total not listening to my body and almost disconnecting and leaving my truth. Because I could feel it in some sense that this was not right for me. So many different paths I took. Um, and birth control was one of them and then not having cycles and being fully disconnected from my womb, which birth control in a sense disconnects you even further from your womb because it's changing your hormonal composition. 
it's changing your body and so it's disconnecting you even more from your truth and your power and your voice and I definitely definitely looking back like notice that completely and notice that all these signs that were happening all these things that were happening to me whether it be no cycles um diarrhea gas the vertigo, nausea, bloating, insomnia, food allergies, all these things were pieces of me not, not listening to my body, like signs that were just almost screaming at me, like, Hey, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. So then when did you like wake up to that in that sense? Mm -hmm. And what did that look like? Yeah. So I basically started to get on the path like when I was 16 but then I was like oh I'm in high school like I just want to be a teenager I kind of turned to um drinking in a sense to mask some of the symptoms that were happening um it was definitely an avenue for me to not feel the pain I was feeling and fit in with others and that carried out through college and um after college I had just like it was it was an awakening where I was like, Gilly, you have to stop drinking. You need to um, really like cook for yourself. There was just a shift inside of me that I actually split from that sense of the partying. I, I lost friends in that way. I, I, but I was like, I need to find myself. Um, so 21 came around and, or 22. And I, like right when I shifted that and broke away on my own to really hone in on myself for about three months, I met um, my a man who became a partner for five, four and a half to five years. And he didn't drink. He owned a ranch. Like he grew his own food. He loved nature. He kind of brought me back to my old roots of who I was when I was younger and connected me back to, to who I was. And his family was all into natural medicine, which was exposed to me when I was younger. And so it felt like that little part of me was like, oh, I want you to paint the picture of that little girl, <laughs> yes. like paint the picture of how you grew up and what you were like as a child. And then yes. like so, this new scenario. Um, I grew up on 20 acres of land on the beach, on the woods, on the harbor, um, I built, you know, a magic trail in the woods and tree houses. And I was the sun lady and the moon witch. And I was dirty all the time. And I played in leaves and I danced <laughs> and I sang and I created art and I composed music. I played the drums. I played the piano. I played. Yeah, I was just this little free spirit. I loved dancing and I loved performing. And um, I think I was just telling you this. My parents would be like, if you don't come home with scratches and bruises, like, you didn't have fun. I was dirty all the time. I was messy. I was wild. And a lot of the time, you know, I lived on the property. I was an only child. I did have friends, but I really like cultivated this relationship with myself where, yeah, I had imaginary friends, but it was like me in the woods doing these like interesting little things. (laughs) And like to think like my, my grandma who lived till 101 taught Tai Chi and Qigong, which is you know, I don't know if I shared this yet, but I am a doctor of Chinese medicine, um, an acupuncture, I'm an herbalist, nutritionist, uh, uh, craniosacral therapist, neuralist, neural. All of this. <laughs> yeah, just like all of that. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, a healer in a sense. But it was so cool to look back and be like, wow, that was exposed to me my entire life. And then I split from who I was 
and became that people pleaser, became that person that was too scared to be that to not fit in. So it's like everything that I just shared, it was like, that's who I was. And then there was a part of me that was like, oh my goodness, to be in the society, I can't be in my truth. I have to kind of conform and fit in and, you know, do like not have a voice in a sense and disconnect from myself because clearly I was so connected. And then as I disconnected, it was like, bam, 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 like all these signs in my body and my mental health. And yeah, it was just wild. And um, yeah, so that was little Gilly kind of started to come back when she was 22 and his family had been going to acupuncture for a while. And I started to see an acupuncturist. She was 30. She owned her own practice. I like literally walked in there and I was like, whoa, because <laughs> I minored, I majored, sorry, in psychology and minored in Spanish. So I knew I wanted to do something in that type of world. But when I graduated, I was like, mm, I really want my master's in psych. So I kind of explored a little bit, was finding myself again, found this relationship and then to find this type of medicine and to go off birth control, to cook my own meals, to start to not only were the treatments, but it was like the reminder of like trusting the body, which is crazy because this is how we started the podcast, like what lights you up? And I'm like this full trust of the wisdom in our bodies because our bodies are so just intelligent. And when we take the second and the moments to listen, and that's what this medicine was bringing me home to, um, to listen intuitively, like what you want to put in your body, what foods, like how you want to live your life, like for yourself. And, you know, within three treatments and again, this, this new knowledge, I was starting to read the books. I was like, oh my goodness, this is magical. Like I started sleeping, um, I had insomnia for about 10 years as well. It started when I was nine and I was taking like Advil P and I'm like, ah, it's a, it's hard for me sometimes to talk. Well, <laughs> you were, you were doing that stuff though for a purpose. Yeah. Like, you know, at that point, that was the tool you had. Yes. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And again, it's like, whenever, you know, where I am now, I've been going back to these places and feeling those emotions and, and healing those parts. Yeah. And through this journey and where I am almost, you know, on the other side, I still experience symptoms, but linking that back, it's like, when I speak about these things, it can be challenging, mm -hmm. um, to know that this was happening, but it's also like, so beautiful to be able to like, wow, so much grace, so much compassion, so much love for all those decisions and all the, the ways of being and like being able to be with those parts now I have so much again like grace and compassion and then like discernment it's like okay grace compassion discernment like what am I choosing now um but not guilting or shaming because guilt and shame you know these emotions can um really hinder a healing journey um so again <laughs> getting emotional it's okay <laughs> Yeah, it's just moving forward. Like, how am I choosing to live with the utmost like presence and compassion for the journey, and also just like reverence in in the journey and like who I am today is because of all these parts, and it's beautiful to speak and it's beautiful to again connect with others and share this and be like, wow, 
like give them that light, give them that light to know that as you even said, it's like, we can go like, oh, the healing journey is forever. And it almost, it can be sometimes. <laughs> it can be. And it's like, we can, yeah. we can live in the present mm-hmm. moment and not necessarily have to dig all the past things. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's Gabby Bernstein or whatever her name is. Um, she wrote a book, Happy Days, recently, maybe a year ago. Um, but something that kind of like resonated with me about her story was like, yeah the the stuff that happened to you in the past like mm-hmm. it might not come up for mm-hmm. you until you have until you've been equipped with the tools to be able to work with it yes. transmute it yes you know not necessarily I mean that's it's kind of a fancy way to say fix but yeah but, yeah, but be with be with yeah. and feel safe enough yes. in your body to expand in those ways yes and again it's interesting that you're like what's lighting you up and now this is all tying around it's like when I said connection and community and deep friendship it's like this is the space where you have these connections where you feel safe enough for all these old processes to come up mm-hmm. and be able to be met yeah and attuned to and then alchemized and released in, in whether in whatever way that is whether it's crying screaming urging the shaking like anything because it's like that emotion is trapped within our our body so you're you're making me (laughs) want to ask you about your trip to Costa Rica (laughs) and just how you know you've been able to access a certain tool that not everyone gets access to Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. sitting with ayahuasca and you know transmuting some of the other things that you've wanted to work through or like we were talking about setting an intention for it and Mm -hmm. do you want to explain that a little bit and like what that process looked like for you and what it looks like in the aftercare of all of that yeah definitely um first I I do want to share because I share this um with you know utmost utmost respect to the medicine and the tradition and that, that, that whole culture. And then also with people choosing to do this medicine. Um, I look at all the different modalities as avenues to show us different parts of ourselves. So to not expect or to not attach, to not be like, Oh, this is going to save me. Or like, this is going to heal me, whether it's a diet, a therapist, a healer, a food, a ayahuasca you know plant plant like all it's interesting because yeah the way you say I love that um and it's almost like we are giving our power away to these modalities or these things and like we're just looking for the fix versus like let's listen to the body so when you can listen to the body like you listen to the plants and again connecting to nature like nature has this wisdom like yes I'm you know some people may be familiar with ayahuasca some people may not um I chose to do this journey at a place where I felt that I have been on this healing path for about 15 years, going back to, you know, what I discovered in Chinese medicine, learning so much about the body, learning about somatics, learning about like inner child work and all these different, again, modalities. And, um, really looking at my patterns of being a caretaker, being a people pleaser and, uh, really reclaiming who I am and really coming back to like, who is that little girl? (laughs) Which is like, um, 
going into, you said the intentions for my journey and this medicine, which is this retreat I went to like really paints this so beautifully um, because we can put an intention on something and it's almost like the intention of fix my autoimmune. I, I, I have, I have had celiac like patterns of that fix this, fix that. Um, you know, I, the first time I sat with the medicine, it was like, Oh, I want my gut to feel better. Um, over the years I've had SIBO, Candida, Epstein-Barr, HPV, Yersinia, E. coli, Lyme disease when I was nine and it came back a few times. So to just paint a picture of like what's been going on in my system, all these different entities and energies that have come into my being, which now I look at to be like, whoa, these are not mine. Mm. Like, and I'm not listening. And now that I'm listening, they're clear. Um, (laughs) So it was almost this this catalyst to like the, the work that I've been doing. And you know, I thought it was so beautiful how looking into the medicine and sharing like first intentionally, like showing me who I've become, like showing me that little girl in my case and where, you know, I split from my soul to become who I am today. And that can be, you know, it's a beautiful thing. And and we all split in some way and it can be scary thing. There can be abuse. There can be, you know, it's a lot of people, people please, or a lot of people are told that they're not good enough or they have to be the certain way. So then they're like, okay, this is how I'm going to be the rest of my life. And, and then looking at the medicine and asking it to merge me back with my soul, um, at all costs, because you're basically willing to face whatever that is to come back home to yourself in the process of healing your heart because your heart, you know, is so important. It it gets hurt throughout these years and it breaks and it opens and it breaks and it opens and it expands and it contracts. Um, But I just think like the heart and living with an open heart, even going through all this pain, it's like realizing that you can be in this experience of pain and you know, there's something beautiful coming and it's hard when you're in the dark, <laughs> but you know that there's this light within it and you can hold on to that essence. Um, so in my journey, that that's really what it was about and really coming in. Like I went into my mom's womb. I worked through the guilt, the shame through my lineage, um, And I worked really through the emotion and it was to the point where I was having, it sounds crazy because this is interesting to speak about on the phone, but it was basically, it showed me every single time that women in my lineage and myself, like typewritered out all the times we were not in our truth, all the times we did not speak our voice when we knew that was not the case. We did not share because we did not want to get hurt. We did not want to get be too big we do not have to want to have an opinion we disconnected from our womb to be like okay whatever the world wants us to be seen as we're going to be and um I've got chills yeah like isn't anything like think about how much we shut down ourselves to be something that we think other people want us to be So then again, we're almost projecting that that's how we want us to be. So (laughs) then we're not giving them a chance to see who we really are. And we're establishing these relationships with people from not coming from our power, from our, 
from our womb to our solar plexus, through our heart to our throat. And so much of mine was healing the womb, which then opened up my throat. And I basically, the way I purged was my face twitched out and my tongue spasmed out. And it basically was telling me like, like the tongue twister, the tongue, like, like you will not speak if you do not speak your truth again. And it was the most painful, excruciating experience that I have ever had. I was actually just telling my friend this night, and you guys can't see me on camera, but when I say like, and it was so 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 and then after hours I don't even know because you go into this space and it was just literally like Gilly this is your time now to speak and to be exactly who you are and it's okay if you don't you have a little trouble and you're a little disoriented not knowing who you are mm. because there has been this through you know your line and um my womb like aftermath like it's been a month and my womb has felt so clear my gut that was so connected to it because all the emotion that was guilt and shame and and repressed this truth and I think the guilt was almost coming from not speaking my truth if you think about it it's like like you were doing yourself a disservice. Yes. And like looking back at all of this and like now seeing the line of how this all happened. And, you know, there's parts of me that's like, oh, I wish I like discovered this sooner. But again, I had to go through the trial and error. I had to go through all the diets, all the cleanses, all the modalities, all the switching the food. You know, there had to be all this, all the the mom and parent and inner child healing to get to this place of like, Oh, I'm ready to release this. And, um, I felt like I didn't know who I was after it was scary. And then I full on went into divine union. Like, like I had someone come in and be like, Oh, now you get to like (laughs) be one with yourself. Like, this is you, this is your time. Hi there. It's Brittany. And I have a quick announcement to make. And it is that I have a free workshop coming up on Thursday, June 8th at 5.30 p.m. It is called Kegel Class. Yeah, it's going to be all about the basics of Kegels, the whys, the whats, the hows. Are you even doing them right? Maybe you're wondering, am I supposed to even be doing Kegels? Should I be doing them? Is it making my, my symptoms worse? Yeah, we'll be answering all of those kinds of questions in this one hour for free online workshop there is a link in the show notes to sign up please get your get your registration on and if you have any questions that you'd like to pre-share with me or maybe you can't make it live and you're just going to receive the recording go ahead and send over your question in a dm on instagram at b.ellers or you can email me at hello at wearebeingbetter.com I hope to see you there, and I also hope that you continue to enjoy this episode with Gilly. And, um, you know, so much else happened. That was one out of four nights, and yeah, it was just this ultimate, like, freedom, but also it was scary. Um, It was scary because I was like, who am I? Like, who's my mom, my dad? There were parts where you just didn't know who you were, and then um, once I spoke about the experience... I came back into myself, which again is speaking your voice. Cause then sometimes the ego will want to come in 
and be like, that didn't happen in your womb. That didn't happen in your body. Like you're <laughs> crazy. And then voicing again, which is why it's so important to speak. It's like, no, this is my experience. And my experience is valid. And I'm going to share it regardless of what anyone else thinks. Like people right now could think I'm crazy, you know? And it's like, but it this happened. And not only do I feel it, um, side note, my mom, um, she was in the psych ward the last six months and went to full psychosis, shut me out for about two months. I went into my own healing that way, like literally letting her go and trusting and surrendering, which is like a thing too, is control and letting a person be on their own path and um, really, but really also feeling the pain and the grief of like how hard that is, how hard that I believe that my mom may not live and giving her soul permission if she's ready to leave this earth and her slowly coming back when I did that. Mm. And um, so the journey, I could talk about that six months for a long time, but just to show what transpired in, um, this one, this week, uh, I had my phone off the entire time. I didn't turn it on for eight days. There of course was a part of me that's like, is my mom feeling this? Cause I'm going through a lot <laughs> and to call her after and for her to just like feel her spirit. And, you know, my mom's been Western medicine her whole life. I have, she, you know, she, I've been doing these types of medicines for quite some time, pretty much all natural throughout, whether it be, yeah. I could go through a list of this, but pretty much everything alternative the last six or seven or eight years. And yeah, I've shared with her before and she's like, yeah, yeah, you know, kind of like, cool, Gilly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's great. You just keep doing you, sure. And I spoke about what happened during many of, you know, many of the experiences, but specifically what happened in my matriarchal line in her womb and through her line. And she said, Gilly, there's no coincidence that I felt like my spirit came back and I felt the best I felt. And not only these last six months being in a hospital, but years. And there's no coincidence that you were doing that. And then she said, like, thank you for doing the work for us, Gilly. And I, I broke Lost down. It. Cause I wasn't needing the acknowledgement. I was, you know, I've been doing this for a while and I, I wasn't doing it for acknowledgement. I was doing it for myself, for others, for liberation, for this freedom, for voice, for, for just like, ah, oh, just voice and expression. And now I feel so safe to actually express this and then get it so received and her like really hear me out and like really thank me and tell me that she's ready to go home and now she's home when I came home and you know she's integrating back into her life and and it's just it it's just like the beautiful (laughs) I I almost have no words yeah that was a long story but that's that's what I wanted (laughs) yeah that's what we want (laughs) yeah yeah I know. It's all so beautiful. (laughs) Best surrender, truth, you know? Yeah, I could see, I could see coming back from that being just because you're almost like wiped clean of whatever it is you thought you were. Yes. (laughs) 
and then kind of taking that empty blank slate like question mark to people who've known you your entire life and then for them to see you like that that's powerful and then to be acknowledged yeah it just felt like wow this this is the life that I want to continue to be living out and you know, we can say it's a healing journey, but it's like presently it can be joyous. It can be painful. It can be, oh, it can be heart-wrenching. It can be expansive. It can be all the things, but like, this is what we're here for in this life. And it's not fun sometimes to really experience all this, but again, like trusting that this is here for you. Our body is speaking these things, whether whatever experiences that we're having and then to come back to self to come back to connection and to share and to be in our truth and sometimes we don't even know exactly what our truth is because of all these external factors (laughs) but just coming back home and yeah yeah (laughs) I'm, I'm curious now like what what's your body saying these days? Like kind of one month post and, you know, 20 whatever odd years of feeling all these things. And like your body's been through a lot. What was super interesting um, because I really, again, uh, I tied my autoimmune, which I had kind of understood about three years ago. It really came to me like, um, Wow, me being a people pleaser, me not listening to my body, um, me being around people that I wasn't in alignment with, me absorbing information I wasn't in alignment with. um, And, you know, the body's absorbing these things. And uh, celiac has to do with gluten, as now I look at it as kind of like a symbol. Um, And if gluten gets in my body, it destroys my small intestine. The small intestine is what absorbs nutrients. And, um, what I saw also in ceremony was that pattern. So tied to that same thing, being a people pleaser, not speaking our truth, just kind of being like, for, for example, if someone was like, oh, I made you this and I knew it wasn't right for my body, um, I would eat it. And then I would be sick for a few days, you know, certain things where it's like, you know, that you don't want to do something. I don't really feel like going, like I need time alone. Oh no, but they'll be upset with me if I don't spend time with them. So I truly, and this is almost, it's a little scary to say out loud, like I've truly healed my autoimmune and I am moving forward saying that my body is not going to go against me because I am choosing not to go against myself. Mm. And I've noticed since I've been back, like when I get the little tiny cue of this is not an alignment, this food, this person, this, this, what I'm doing today, even like any little thing, this, this information, this music, this, whatever it is and choosing not to. And I mean, I was in Costa Rica two weeks after, and I ingested gluten without knowing like twice. And that was huge because I've spent my life asking every ingredient and like, which already is anxiety provoking. So how much anxiety are you putting in your body? If you're like, oh, can you make sure that this doesn't have this and I can't eat this and I can't eat that. Um, 
And just a funny example is at the farmer's market, just eating anything. And then when I went to buy it, I was like, oh yeah, there, I do have an allergy. And I was like, wait, these are all gluten-free, right? And he's like, no, that banana bread you just ate had gluten in it. And I was like, trigo, like wheat. And I was like, and I sat there and I breathed and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, I am like, give me a second. And I like soothed, like self-soothed my body and said that it's resilient and that I worked through this and that my body is in tune and I chose to eat this. So that was in alignment with me. It wasn't that I was like, oh, so try this. I was like, I want that. And I didn't have any symptoms. (laughs) It was insane because if I've gotten a crumb of gluten before, I would go straight into like huge bloating, weighted bowling ball in my stomach, gas, diarrhea, cramps itchy skin hives that I used to break out in all the time, uh, anxiety, um, heart palpitations, you know, dizziness, all the things. And it would last for weeks and that happened. And I was like, Whoa. And I was like, I know that I'm going to carry this back into the United States. Like, yes, gluten could be different in Costa Rica and here, but again, I'm looking at it as like, I chose to eat that. And I can see that there wasn't a toxin in there. Like, and, and so it's, it's bringing that home and to say the last two and a half weeks I've been home and two weeks in Costa Rica, like my stomach, it hurt after everything I ate, even when I ate things that were in tune with my body for mm-hmm. years and it was getting slowly better. And there'd be bouts of times where it'd be like, Ooh, a week where I'd be like, Oh my goodness, like my stomach, I haven't really been feeling like I haven't had crazy belching or nausea or there's anything. And my stomach as I'm intuitively eating and not only just eating and like creating what I want to be doing, what Gilly wants, not what anyone else wants. Um, my stomach has felt like incredible and same with my, you know, it always carried into the womb space. Like it was so connected to the bladder, the uterus, the, like it was this whole abdominal area. I think people um, don't realize that sometimes, like yeah. how oh, connected the gut is to your uterus. Like, yeah. I don't know, people forget about their anatomy sometimes. And <laughs> it's okay. That's why we're here yeah. to remind yeah. you. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it is all connected. And that's why you're here too. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's such like, it was always related and tied into like, yeah. I mean, some of the hardest some of the pain I experienced that was probably one of the more difficult symptoms was in like even below the gut. It was in like what you say, anatomy wise, like uterus, low abdomen, uh, sigmoid, cecum, kind of like that whole area would just swell up and feel like I literally had like a weighted ball in my abdomen and there was no holding it in. There was no nothing. It was just pain. Um, which I do look at as it was very emotional, um, which is how we tie in everything. Like it's mind, body, spirit, emotion, soul, all of, all of the factors. <laughs> it really is. Mm. I feel like you wrap that up kind of beautifully. <laughs> it's almost like, I mean, there's so much. If someone didn't need a mic drop, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Our bodies are just like what you said before. They're so intelligent, so wise. 
And if we can just remove the parts of us that not remove, that's not how I want to say that, but if we can let go of the ego a little bit and come back home. Yeah. Like the root. The root. The root. The root of who we are. The root of who we all are. It's like this oneness. Yes, we are all these unique expressions, but coming back home. Yeah. (laughs) I know you have a certain magic, right? With your work. What is that looking right looking like right now with like working with you as a client or um I don't know if you're are you taking mentees or something like are you, what are you doing what are you doing these days what am I doing these days well it's wild when I, I took a month to reset and I hadn't done that in about two years um I started my own practice in September of 2020 and it has just been so beautifully like it's coming together like people like my intention is when people are ready, I'm not going to tell you that you need this or you need that. Or, you know, I've really been letting go of that. Like, oh, this person needs me or fixing or it's like, I'm here when you are ready to go on to this journey, to connect back with yourself, to work with your body's wisdom, um, to, to just really look at these symptoms as it's kind of what we're talking about. Like my journey is now like the journey I see with clients. So someone comes in and it's like, we talk about their life, about their emotional history, their childhood, their, their symptoms, their, their body signs, but not just, yes, I'll start out presently. And then it's like, Ooh, let's get to the root of this again, bringing them back home. So that's what I get to do with clients. And, um, you know, I work, I have, do I work with needles? I work with my hands. Um, I do a lot of energy work. I do a lot of craniosacral and visceral and neural work, which is actually working with the nervous system. It's working with the organs themselves because where this emotion gets stored is in these specific organs is in the nerves. Um, and then that is all related to the hormonal system. Um, and, you know, looking at the body is yin and yang, there's excess, there's deficient. And, you know, there's nothing, uh, again, reminding everyone that there's nothing we need outside of us. We have a body has everything within us. And that's like the principle of Chinese medicine. It's that balance. Some places are excess, some are deficient. So we're working, I'm, I'm working with their body to support them in their journey back home, to support them in connecting with themselves and really feeling the body and rewiring the shift. Cause you can have the awareness of how you want to be or how, you know, what, what do you hope but it's rewiring the system to this new sense of safety, this new sense of being that's fully connected to you in balance, in harmony, in homeostasis. Um, so we're working with all, I'm working with all the systems, the nervous system, the musculoskeletal system, the hormonal system, uh, endocrine, uh, the immune system to come together to bring the body to balance. And then when I work hands-on, um, I'm working, like I do a lot of women's health. So, and a lot of gut health, a lot of things that have been present in my life, a lot of autoimmune, a lot of cancer. Um, gosh, a lot of just everything. <laughs> but, um, but uh, for example, like I got a new 18 year old who has, uh, this was just yesterday. So, you know, people will find me. And it's just so beautiful how they find me. It's through referrals or, or they've heard about it. 
and it's taken them six months. And then they call me and they're like, I'm ready. And that's the beauty of like what I'm calling in right now. They're ready to commit to this shift in their body. They know something is off and they want support. It's like, sometimes we're like, oh, I can do it alone. I can try this and that. It's like, no, like you can have support and it's also you, but like being guided. Um, so, you know, she's had panic attacks many times, insomnia, vivid dreams, terrible menstrual cycle cramps, like cramps to the point of um, throwing up, not being able to um, go to school, uh, speaking of womb. So it's like things like this that I work with that I get to be like, okay, what's the root of that? Um, and where is their excess heat? Where's their deficient heat? Where are their blockages? Why are these things in the body like shifting off? Like, because our cycles, no, not, I don't even want to say should. Generally, it's just like a beautiful path. And it's like, what is happening to create that? So then what do we need to do to bring her body back into balance? And sometimes it will be structural. Sometimes it will be hormonal. Um, you know, for her, I, I felt I work a lot in the pelvis. Um, that's, again, so related to the whole system work with the femoral nerve, um, the obturator nerve, the sciatic nerve. It's like, are these nerves pinched? Are they out of alignment? Is the pelvis in the right position? Like what's going on structurally to make things flow, um, flow harmoniously and beautifully. And then like all the other factors, the, the emotions that's stored in there, the, um, the, the comfortability as a woman with her, her sexuality, um, with like her connection to her womb, like, are you disconnected from your womb? And I, I see that a lot with women that have endometriosis, PCOS, um, fibroids, fibroids, yes. cysts, painful. It's like, there's that disconnection because they weren't, um, you know, you're not really taught that at a young age you're not opened up to the connection with that um experience and I I know you do that so beautifully in your work so it's like it's like fully like uh just the way that you have spoken about that um is just is is mind-blowing and so beautiful for women to have that access it's like I get to do that in little tidbits with my clients they did I connected her with like that that part like that intimate connection with yourself um and yeah so that's just an example that I thought of but it but it really is calling in people to bring them in connection with their body mind soul spirit and yeah I'm, I will be branching out I do do remote work as well um and some of the clients that I see have asked me to actually be their I want to say coach, just, just talk to them and, and work them through younger clients too, as well, which is amazing. And I will be now opening soon a brand because I prescribe herbs, but it's not through me. Like I want to cultivate like wild crafted formulas that have worked through my body and that I have just seen incredible, yeah, incredible <laughs> things with clients, but like crafting it myself um, being that herbologist again to support their journey as well. Um, and so much more, but yeah. 
I feel a little, little gilly, like coming back to life, like just the witchiness of putting together herbs and just magical combinations of things that can be so healing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for seeing her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I see myself in her. So like, yes, you know, I was, well, I was a little girl uh, on the playground and in elementary school, grabbing twigs, grabbing berries, grabbing leaves and like pretending to have a little pot and like crushing things. Oh yeah. I was constantly making magic potions. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. So so beautiful to then hear these stories again, why the voice is so beautiful is because you get to see yourself in others and have even more compassion and more expansion, more opening. Cause then you're like, Oh, I feel that in me, like an inspiration. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> are an inspiration angel. Oh, yeah. And it takes one. I will receive that learning to receive. <laughs> and it does take one to know what. <laughs> yes, true, true, true. It's like the reflection that like, wow, really receiving that reflection. And then also knowing that the frequency and the energy that we're sharing when we share these things is like within us all. Yeah. Hmm. thank you for being here how do people get in touch with you how do you want them to get in touch with you you can find my instagram right now little side note i have not built a website in the three years i've been open because it has been referral based and word of mouth like i meet people on the streets i'm doing qigong in the morning and they come over and ask me what i'm doing and then they're friends you know it's, it's it's pretty cool I, I honor myself in that. And I do want to expand to, you know, um, yeah, get myself out there a little bit more as I'm coming into my voice more. Like rooting into your presence. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, so just Dr. Gilly Salter, you can find me on Instagram, message me, and then I'll send you the information. And there will be um, a new website coming out. My um, acupuncture practice is called Angel of the Earth Acupuncture. So I do have that link to my other Instagram. Um, so right now, social media is where to find me. Or if you know Brittany, you can ch- I'm open to her giving my Happy number to out. connect. Happy yeah, to happy connect. To, yeah. <laughs> if you have her personally, personal contact, um, yeah, my number is readily available. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. You're so precious. Proper. I love you. It's readily available. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You're not going to regret it. Definitely reach out if you have an inkling, if you have that little like nudgy feeling, just reach out to me or reach out to Gilly on Instagram and yeah, she'll help you out. Mm, so thanks nice. again. Thank you so much for having me and creating a safe space to share. So thank you. And thank you for sharing this with the world. (laughs) That's my job. That's my voice. So thank you. Thanks for listening and putting your finger on the Pelvic Pulse podcast. I'm Brittany Ellers. The music for this podcast was created by Justek. Please follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts by hitting the subscribe button and share it with your loved ones if you found the episode helpful. If you haven't checked out my free womb medicine meditations or phasic community, click the link in the show notes. The meditations and community boards are the perfect place to begin or broaden your connection to your pelvic health, no matter what stage in life you're in. 
I'd be honored to support you along your journey.